At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. My name is Jack Thompson. We're in Greensboro, Alabama. What goes up must come down.
I caught a little bit of it. That's, yeah, might as well. <laughs> man, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and uh, having me over, man. Man, thanks for coming down. I'm happy to do it. Yeah, so, man, I want to pick your brain on like a, a couple of different things. I, I want to start with uh, you. Um, where are you originally from, and uh, what was that like growing up? I'm from uh, the suburbs of Birmingham, Alabama, outside of uh, outside of Birmingham, in uh, like the Shelby County kind of area, sort of yeah. down Highway 280. And it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was good in some ways, and 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 sort of like culturally. Uh, you know, sort of whitewashed in others, I guess. Sure. Um, what was you up to as a kid? As a kid, I mean, man, I started playing guitar when I was like nine. And uh, that really, like, basically drove my childhood. Yeah, why Why'd you play? Why'd you want to play? Man, I had an uncle that, that, that played, and I just got a, like a bug on me. Of course I we have officially gone punk rock. Hey, there it goes. <laughs> uh, why did I play? I man, I just always loved music as a kid, and my my my. You have a lot of records in the home growing up. No, we didn't actually. So how'd you get how'd you get it like interested in music? I caught the right song at the right time. I think. Yeah. I just like you know, my mom says that I would that I would that I would that I would kind of like half dance to music as a baby that was on um, and my parents you know they, they're not like huge music listeners um, uh, I think man I my the way that I can remember it going down is I heard the song Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting by Elton John yeah and just went ballistic at that like guitar intro you know what I'm talking about yeah I do yeah um, and so that that's like the cornerstone of that's as far back as I can, as I can remember something going off inside me that says I'm going to do that for people someday man I've talked to a lot of musicians and like that is the first time anyone's referred to Elton John or that song and it's weird because he's you know and I didn't even know at the time that he was a he was a, 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 a piano player just like he's just the person whose name is on the CD that my mom has in her car. You know, yeah. You listen to sometimes. And uh, yeah, that's the earliest I can remember. Not long after that, I kind of called on that some of my uncles knew how to play. And uh, did they used to play around town? Not around Birmingham. Uh, I did have an uncle that was pretty pretty active in the uh, Decatur scene for a while. And. Uh, I just I found a guitar in my grandmother's closet on the other side of the family where there was pretty much like no music at all. And I found a guitar in the closet in her house one weekend. Man, what kind was it? Dude, it was a piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> like you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't hardly fret the thing. I think they had got it for like five dollars out of it. The action was just horrible. I mean, it was just—it was a child's guitar yeah. that, had been, that had been not taken care of. So you cut your teeth on it, though, didn't you? Yeah. What do you expect? That's what it's for. It's yeah. supposed to be for somebody to just to kind of pick up and play that that isn't going to take care of it and doesn't know what they're doing. Um, and I, I, 
as far as I can remember, I would have been around nine years old at the time, and I did not take my hands off the thing. I mean, until I got a better one a couple, you know, a year or two later. And that's, uh, I mean, as far as I can remember, that's just from there. It just sort of became this thing of like, you know, what's an effects pedal? Or like, what is a, what does an amplifier do? Yeah. And that, I mean, that just like, it just kind of, you know, in, in these past couple of years, I haven't played a whole time. Um, so I, uh, I, um, I just like, it, it, it was pretty, that's what I was up to as a kid. I was trying to remember the question. Where, where yeah, the, yeah, we kind of, yeah. Um, the, uh, that's what, I mean, that's what, that's what my, that's what my childhood was. I don't want to get too far ahead, but like, I've been spending a lot of time like, uh, with Tim's record and um, going back and listening to some of the prescriptions and uh, just getting familiar with like just trying to track you and like kind of pick up on influence uh, like just as far as like where you are right now um, like is it still Billy you know is it still uh, Elton John or uh, like where did it go from you know from there to now yeah, and we can take it apart a little bit at a time. Man, I'll be honest, like, the first time I ever, like, what I remember my first, like, rabbit hole into real music being was was, was uh, uh, coming, somebody turned me on to Weird Al Yankovic when I was, like, 10. And I was, I was like, this is, you know, this this guy makes, like, I was obsessed with it at the time. I was like, this is incredible. It's a parody. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, these are like, he's making fun of other songs. And then I, that's how it opened up. I mean, from there, it's just like, meet people at school that are like telling you, like, you like this, you like this. And, yeah. And what have you. Um, that's, uh, that's how it, you know, I mean, my influence, I listen to music. Again, it just kind of like comes and goes. Yeah. Life, but. Yeah, I was just like, with the song you opened up with, I was like, man, there's a, there's, there's quite a bit going on. Um good chord structures i mean like yeah like that's why i I like doing this show man because like we got an acoustic guitar and it's like a on the porch cut and like playing acoustic guitar to me is it's a lot more difficult to impress uh you know when i have an electric and some effects i can manipulate a lot of things but it's easy to be really boring on the acoustic if you're not careful. Sure. Yeah, man, those are, those were some cool chords, man. Thank you. I think it's really helpful that if you're going to, like, you know, if you're not going to write and record the songs on an acoustic guitar, to at least, like, kind of, like, know how to make them suited to an acoustic. Because it is a different, mm-hmm. it is a different thing. And if I, you know, if I play the parts exactly like I did on the, on the, uh, the EP... Um, it doesn't translate as well. Mm-hmm. Unless I've got, you know, like some kind of band or something like that. Yeah. It's like there's always two versions, it seems like, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, man, like just coming up in high school, just kind of going back to growing up, um, how long would it be before um, you and the boys got together and made some noise in the garage? Or what did that look like? My first, uh, the first time I remember playing like a rock band, I would have been about 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was like, 
it was like Christmas presents, band practice, as far as I can goes. That makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's a, you know, a playable drum set in the corner and a, and a um, you know, kind of one of those like Fender amps that maybe lights them up a little too much in the other one. And that's like, you know, I don't remember playing with people whose parents. We may want to wait on that. Oh. Me and Tim had like the same thing. Like while we were recording, doing his episode, there was this guy. He came by, I think, like twice, in this like extremely loud truck. It was yeah. like, hang on, <laughs> you know, we got wait for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Must be a Rick. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Not a highway around here, so. <clears throat> All right, so I mean, playable instruments in the in yeah, the room. I, mean, I remember the first band that I was in. I don't think anybody had like a lot of music, kind of like I don't I don't. That's that's how I remember it. Yeah. Uh, who was y'all? Uh, who was y'all covering, or were y'all trying to write originals? Dude, I remember covering like. Yeah. 311 Incubus, the, the kind of just like, like yeah. kid, suburban, suburban rock gamut. And having a great time. I yeah. Mean, I mean, really, really good, good introduction to music, honestly. Yeah, I, I can see that in that song, man. Some of those structures, it kind of reminds me of like 311 Incubus. So, yeah, I can see that, man. It's yeah. like, yeah. I've, I've heard that. I've, I think somebody's kind of said that before. Yeah. So like just moving on and like as you were getting out of high school, what was life looking like? What was your plans? What was you wanting to do? Man, I've always wanted to find my way to the stage, but I never really, I never really had a concrete plan as to how. Yeah. And uh, I went to school at UA and studied, uh, you know, kind of music-related things in the new college department up there. And just my whole thing was to just like always kind of be involved with something musical. Yeah. You know, at some point in time or another. And so, um, I mean, I didn't really have a concrete plan per se, but I kind of came out of came out of college and hit the ground running as far as like, you know, I was in a, I was in a band that played the the the. the kind of circuit around the southeast for a minute. Yeah. Uh, Bad Brad and the Sipsy Slims out of Muscle Shoals. And I... Uh, How'd you get connected? Man, I played with him with uh, Chad Fisher's band when I was, like, just out of high school. Oh, that's a good plug, man. Yes, it was, man. He, oh, so I should mention uh, that he was my middle school band director, which is how I first met him. Wow. So we still hang out, which is insane. Yeah, I recently met him, man. He's been on the show, man. It's cool, yeah, cool yeah. guy. Yeah, he's a great hang and a great player for sure. But he, I so he, he kind of like plugged me into the music world real quick out of, out of high school. I mean, fresh out of the gate, uh, getting to play with some really, really, really incredible players. So I'm. I'm so when like did you was you like uh, wind instrument or percussion or did you play guitar and guitar? 
I played guitar in the jazz band. Okay. He was the instructor. I played clarinet. Yeah, that's that's interesting, man. That, that, good plug, man. I think about that a lot. Is like the folks that uh, Chad's really influenced. Uh, I mean, yeah. man, those people are important to have around, you know. Oh yeah, I mean he knows everybody. So. so, back up to Muscle Shoals. How'd you get connected with them? So uh, Brad played with um, Chad. Yeah. And that's how we met. And then I think. Uh, my name just kind of came up. They 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 might add somebody. They might add somebody quit um, for part ways or something. And and that's how uh, I I just got kind of got dapped one day and it it, it it clicked. I did that for about a year. Mm-hmm. Pretty we stayed pretty busy at the time. I don't really know. I hadn't spoken to him in a while. I don't know what he's up to now. Yeah. So man, like when you was coming out of college, you said you hit the ground running. Like uh, just. What was the biggest lesson you learned there? I know a lot of times it's really not even in the classroom. Waiting on my man there. That's awfully loud. Oh, my main thing is to just like stay in as many like real world projects as you can manage. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no need to like work yourself out. But I, I, my whole thing is just like I want to be involved with something. You know, I didn't learn it until, like, halfway through college that, like, the most important thing about it is, yeah, I mean, you're getting a degree, a piece of paper, however you want to look at it, but I didn't catch it till about halfway through, and I, it was wasted time was, like, it's about connections. Like, you're studying the same thing with like-minded folks. Uh, you should connect, and, like, maybe you can help one another in the future, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. and, like, getting involved and, like, just being in a project, yeah, definitely, man. I think a lot of people miss it, like uh, get so busy working on the homework and worried about the class that you forget everything else that you're supposed to be learning during that time, you know? Absolutely. Uh, what about uh, f- like further involvement in muscle shows, like how did the prescriptions come about and all that? We started playing when um, I moved to Nashville kind of on a Is that how you and Tim met? No, we met in Tuscaloosa. We we lived in the same uh, lived on the same block. Oh. Just through I moved into a spot over in a neighborhood where we all kind of lived on like the recommendation of a friend and he was the, the guy that was kinda of taking care of the property and, and Yeah. And whatnot. And, uh, that's how I met Tim. Yeah. I met the prescriptions when I, I knew um, Parker McAnally, a bass player from like a jazz class around Birmingham when I was in high school, like driver's license age probably. And I he had he had already been living up there for a little bit, and I just immediately kind of linked up with him and, and started started playing. Um, that and that that we did we did we we just we did some sessions with 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 uh, Hayes and just turned it into a band. Nice. Yeah. And it literally, it was just like, what if we just made this a band, you know? Because it was just going to be, it was just going to be hit songs and, and, and back and forth, you know, and us back and forth the EP, and it was like, we should probably, you know, this feels pretty good. Yeah. So we did that. Um, they, I mean, they, uh, they still play. They're still active, but I've been, I was in it. I was in the band for about two years. 
kind of felt called, pulled, pushed, what have you to do uh, my own endeavors and little focus on that. You know, I like that. Uh, I like it when it happens like that. For some people, is uh, like your music career, like whatever capacity. And I believe like it doesn't really matter. Like being famous and whatever you just like, you literally define what making it, it means to you. Oh. It's like I mean, not everybody's gonna be like Arena Rock, Foo Fighters, but I like it when you know the guitar players in these bands that were just originally just backing. Well, they've been working on their own chops. And now they they want to sit out and do their own thing. I always like that, sure. especially when it works. Yeah. And like, man, what do you think? Like, uh, with I don't know, as the world is changing, and just like with music and the music scene, what are your thoughts on like how it comes back? What's it gonna look like? There's never any way to tell. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything ever gets like accurate, accurately. Yeah. Predicted in those kind of. Yeah, like I like to think maybe it could be house shows, you know, and uh, just create circuits, you know. It could be. I mean, especially with the pandemic going on and everything kind of moving to, uh, everything kind of moving to, or at least it's like all of a sudden everything's put to the test in the sense of just like, can you do this? Like, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe small towns are like kind of the next thing. I don't, I don't, I don't. I would love that. And they kind of are, are already are, but it's like, I mean, bigger cities, in my opinion, are just going to get to be a little too much. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I like that idea, man. It's like uh, the Sunstroke House. Uh, uh, Jamie. Um, yeah. She came down yeah, a couple weekends ago when we originally met. Okay. Um, she, she runs the Sunstroke House. And it is just like this little gym in Columbus. And there's not a lot of rile about it, you know? Like, every every show's going to fill up. All the tickets are going to sell. But it's typically the same folk. You like, I would, I would imagine, like, if you could get the community connected and get them to care, like, you would never have an issue getting rid of seats, and there would always be, like, a fresh flock of folk, you know? Yeah. But... It's a wild thing to me. It's a very private affair, even though it's very public, you know? Yeah. It's crazy how those bubbles happen like that. Sure. So I don't know, like, with the small towns, I just... I'm thinking about this thing that y'all kind of have going on here in Greensboro is, like, uh, y'all are in a really good position to create culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... And that's just sort of the thing. It's like, property's cheap. Yeah. Nice. You know, you just kind of, it's, it's easy in places. I remember when I was first, uh, had moved back to Birmingham after living in Tuscaloosa. It was kind of, you know, and it was, I remember kind of being like that growing up. There was sort of a sweet spot there where it was like, man, you could afford anything. People were cool and willing to kind of like take risks and get involved. Uh, and it is, yeah, I haven't, I haven't sort of been involved. I haven't really been Yeah. I just like that kind of thing. It's like versus living in a big city where you're just kind of like, man, I'm just sort of like trying to pay rent and, 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 and uh, you know. 
that's uh man i work in startville but i live in kennedy and it's that same thing you know co-workers will ask be like man why don't you just move over here and i was like i don't want to worry about rent like kennedy is that that stuff's paid for like all i do is like pay the power bill you know or you know yeah. whatever that looks like yeah and um i was like i don't need an extra bill right now you know yeah it's like living living is cheap if you can do it in a small town you know Absolutely. there ain't no sin i don't mind the drive you know get to listen to music podcast yeah maybe sit in silence if you need to you know but sure. um uh, i don't mind the drive yeah yeah definitely man it's like doing this show man even like the drive down here it's a good drive it's a it's a pretty day oh yeah oh yeah yeah i'll take the uh the bicycle out to you know, i won't go far but i'll go it's sort of like you know, ride along these out to kind of rural areas yeah Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah, just talking about small towns. Of man, like Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Muscle Shoals area, Nashville, uh, Montana for a spell. Yeah. It's like, man, what are what are some of the big differences? And like, what was it like being back in Alabama after being in Montana? Because it's so different, right? Back in being Alabama after being in Montana, well, it is pretty different. Um, also, when it starts to get cold up there, uh, I it's it's either I just was kind of like you know it wasn't it, it was I was welcoming Alabama <laughs> honestly as an as an as an as a as an as a, as a next move. Yeah. I ain't never been up there in the winter. Uh, I, I haven't been to Montana, but, like, man, it's it's a weird thing. Like, you know, northerners will make fun of us for, like, freaking out about snow yeah. or ice. It's like, dude, we do it all the time. It's like, yeah, you're also prepared for it, though. We're not built for this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's And that's kind of what I was going to say earlier. It's like, I mean, people adapt to it all the time. Like, my mind is sort of like, you either cut out to live like this or not. Yeah. And I was like, you know, three or four inches of ice on the road, no thank you. Not my not my not my way of life. Yeah. I'll take tornadoes and and and, and uh you know strict laws over over that. Definitely, man. Yeah, speaking of tornadoes, man, that one that went through Birmingham the other day? Oh I Dude, I've, I've, the yeah, Fultondale area? I've heard about it. I've seen a couple of things on Facebook. I, I don't I don't I don't know that I know anybody over there, but I hate to hear about it. Something like that happened. Dude, it was God. it was my cousin's house. <laughs> Him and his wife, they got under the stairwell, man. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. Are they okay? Yeah, they're fine, man. The house got trashed, so it ripped the chimney uh, off the house. Wow. It was like looking at the pictures, and I had just been over there like a couple of months ago. Man. And I was like, man, that is just awful, you know? But yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I, I would still, and I lived down in Mobile for a time. Really? I would take a hurricane over, you know, cold weather. I, <laughs> Almost yeah, to I that mean, point, man. Yeah, I'm just, I guess, it's like, you get, you get, you get, uh, you know, you get those spells of, like, you know, disaster like that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I guess maybe it's, I think it's just like, which threat did you, 
that you grow <laughs> that you grow up with. Yeah. Or you get used to. Yeah. Um, because I've heard from people where it's like a tornado is the scariest. Yeah. Thing. Never to anybody. I uh, I used to go to Guatemala like every summer. And uh, like you know, like Fuego, it's an active volcano. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't on this trip, but uh, there was a a group. I don't remember if they were leaving the airport or landing when the volcano went off. Oh, oh. I was like, that had to be crazy. Yeah. Like my buddy, he was on the plane and he videoed it and like sent it to me. And I was like, this is nuts. And it was like a, it was a it was a more minor. Th- it's never a good thing when they erupt, but it was fairly minor. I don't think there was any you know injuries or death, but I was there one time when it like you know it'll ash, and like just just a whole lot of ash will come out. I don't I don't know a whole lot about volcanoes, maybe, but man, it was wild. It was like uh, being out in the streets and there's just ash everywhere, you know. I guess it would be like maybe the equivalent of like those uh, forest fires that happened earlier or, you know, in 2020, 2019 with California and all that one. You know, I saw some of the pictures on like social media of like what the sky looked like and it was like just red, you know. It was just the wildest looking thing. Damn. It looked like you opened a portal to hell or something, you know. Yeah, that sounds, uh... I mean, I guess you're talking about things that I'm like used to, like the threat of a volcano going off the <laughs> The scariest things that yeah. happen in your just like ordinary. And I've been to I've been to Santiago, Chile, and like uh, they have earthquakes all the time down there. And I'll be if like I think it was our second morning, and there was an earthquake. And I was like, I'd never been in an earthquake, you know. I yeah. like you pick your poison, man. <laughs> yeah. And just their construction, like they have like tunnels and like you know a few skyscrapers there in uh santiago and like we got to thinking and talking about like the engineering that has to go into this it's like think about like a skyscraper like you know you have to with the wind it has to be able to flex a little bit yeah i was like that's really smart we've accomplished some pretty cool things you know (laughs) yeah and then like but when they design buildings they have to design it for not only the wind but earthquakes But uh, man, that's pretty wild. We got a little bit off the deep end. Where were we? <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm just alone for the ride, right? Just rolling with it. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, great. Um. So I mean, what what uh, how long were you up in Montana? What was you working on up there? Man, I uh was um I was hanging out. I was just getting off of the. Uh, probation for a public intoxication charge that, that took a little too long and um, my friend Jesse Phillips who plays in the St. Paul and Broken Bones mm-hmm. invited me to come stay with him and I was just like that sounds like that sounds like a, that sounds like a great that sounds like a great opportunity and so I did uh, but I stayed out there I it was just kind of an indefinite so I was kind of just like looking for a place to wait out. Yeah. And uh, I got a buddy that went to Alaska. Okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, well, just well, he actually he left. Uh, I wouldn't say for the pandemic, but I would say it would be some kind of a uh, 
maybe just maybe uh, maybe a spiritual pilgrimage in a sense. Okay. It's like I think he left around November. And uh, I didn't really said a whole lot to him about it. I just I was like, that's that's curious to me, you know. Yeah. And that's why I don't really know what to call it, but maybe it is a, some kind of a pilgrimage, in that sense, to find a safe space to just get away from everything. Pilgrimages. That's an applicable term. I'd say. Yeah. Is I it? Just, you know, I was able to. Uh, I was able to find some work up there. What was you doing? I was working for a, I worked for a, a hardwood flooring guy up there that I just kind of found on Craigslist. Like, I picked up pretty quickly that, 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 that there's just, you know, people need things done. Yeah. It's cool. And uh, I did that. I did some, like, kind of Instacart stuff. Uh, and I, I, I was able to get some pandemic unemployment as well because my shows had been, you know, I didn't, I, my shows had sort of been canceled as everybody's pretty much were. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's a nice place in the, uh, uh, in the summertime. It's just like, what a great, not that 2020 was, was particularly great year, but like, you I would say, like, what a great, uh, it's like you go up to Montana for the summer and come down to, uh, Bama for the winter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, man, just as far as, like, uh, Montana's kind of, like, really spread out, like, population-wise, right? It's not very crowded. It is. It is. Uh, it's probably, like, the third, fourth, least populated state. Yeah. A lot of space and not a lot of people. I mean, that's what I that's that's what I needed at the time. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm lucky for that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Uh, was y'all in the kind of like a, a fairly small town up there, or what was it like? Missoula is uh, it's a, it's a college town. It's a, 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 a like pretty populated. Yeah. College town. Uh, Probably about the size of Tuscaloosa to make it more compact, I guess. Okay. There's some just neighboring neighboring small towns up and down sort of like mountain highways there. Yeah, I know it was pandemic, so I mean it was a different. Had you ever been there before the pandemic? I had been to Missoula one time. Like, what, what's it like? What do they do for fun? Do they do a lot of shows, or what do they do up there? My experience, again, with, with, the, with the COVID sort of dampen that. Driving the ship. Yeah. It was hiking, fishing, camping. Oh man, I yeah. I imagine it's pretty, pretty, pretty far from the course whether there's a pandemic going on or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems like there's an art music scene there. I didn't really, I didn't really check it out when I was, when I was kicking around. I sort of, yeah. Sort of took a break from, from that whole thing when the. What about like with uh, with uh, the Task Cam album you put out? Uh, yeah. Did you do that up there? No, I did that in Nashville. How long ago was that? I put that out. I think I recorded it uh, for most of 2018 and put it out early 2019. 
Yeah. Hey, what made you want to uh, do it that way? It's what I had available at the time. <laughs> my, my money was limited, and I had bought the machine probably a year or two beforehand and not really monkeyed with it at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, I kind of just, like, popped a high-quality tape in there one time. It's like, oh, this actually sounds pretty good. And I... Uh, Like I, this is the best that I was, you know. I was kind of in a position. I had sort of like backed myself into a corner, just in life, and sort of in a position where I was like, I have to like, I have to do something. Mm -hmm. And so I, I sort of hold up in this in this little like two bedroom house um, that I shared with with Raylan Baxter in Berry Hill, uh, just south of Nashville, and basically just sort of like pulled this record out of myself over the course of like probably six months yeah it was not a uh it was not a like block off time to work for it kind of thing at all it was basically it's just like whenever i can just like manage to play a take that lines up with the last one you know mm -hmm. just just hit the red button and make it happen um and then i you know however long it takes to get something kind of like touched up and artwork done and CDs pressed and whatnot. I think I threw it on the internet one in February of the next year, maybe March or April. Yeah. I can't totally remember. Was that your first um, like solo album by yourself? Yeah, I would say that it is. I have done, you know, I had I had done some recording in the past uh, with just very various people, Bronson too, and Water Valley, Mississippi, mm -hmm. but that was the first complete, like, coherent set of, like, presented material that I had ever... And I had to feel good. Yeah, it did. It really did. It was, it was a new frontier. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever done anything like that, and, you know, at least for me, and I, I, I can imagine I'm not alone in this way of thinking, but, like, I just get so caught up in the minor details of, like, the recording process, like, every little anxiety has to be, like, a rinse in the gears and whatnot. And to actually put something out and then take a step back and look at it after you've like made the statement and can't take it back and like hear basically hear it objectively for the first time, it felt really good to have something that was like, okay, I'm actually you know really I'm happy with the way that this turned out. This was this was a good thing. I like that man. My buddy uh, Joshua Cosby, he 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 tells me this all the time. Is uh, I've been, you know, with just this set up here, it's just like recording. Of. Uh, songs you know right here all pro tools and just i'll shoot it up on youtube and like the first comment when he comes across it that he'll always make is i know that took a lot man yeah i know it's hard yeah like because it's so easy to pick it apart yeah it's so easy to be so critical of yourself on that man it's tough yeah it's tough I th it's it's brave man um and I always try to encourage people with that. I got a uh, Ken Rabbit. Uh, it's Ryan Munson. He's like writing these folky songs, and they're like they're man, they're really fun and they're really good. Yeah. And uh, man, I'm a huge supporter of that. Like every time he'll send me one, whether it's just like you know the voice memo recorded off of an iPhone, and he'll shoot it over to me, and he's like, "What are you thinking?" I was like, "Thanks for sharing, man. Keep it up. <laughs> Keep going, you know." Cause I know it's tough, especially like with 2020 and we're in 2021 and like what 
every Wednesday of January was kind of wild. <laughs> I mean, you had a uh, with everything going on. With you had a uh, a new inauguration. You had the storming of the White House. You had or the Capitol. Um, you had the stock market thing. I mean, it's just been like nutty. And so, man, I'm I'm really concerned uh, with a lot of people's like mental health, especially since like, uh, you know, with some states more locked down than others. And once again, I th- I, that's going to be something that we don't understand is like, uh, people. <clears throat> You know, people want uh, stimulus checks, and then some don't want stimulus checks. And then, uh, you know, just take every look at 2020 as like, man, we have literally been locked in our homes, and some of us became deranged and were at each other's throat on social media all the time. And I was like, man, like I hope everybody can come out of this and not need to go see like a psychiatrist or, you know, a clinical psychologist or Man, because you gotta guard yourself, like in times like these, man. It's 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 uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, you know if it weren't for moving out to Montana, it, it would probably taken a bigger toll on me than it even already has. So I, I yeah. I mean, especially I mean, like you said earlier, it's like, of uh, my shows got canceled. I was like, well, right there is like, man, I can't even do what I enjoy doing. What I what I'm here on this earth to do, you know? Exactly. It's like the thing How do you that, deal with that? The thing that makes me grow the most is all of a sudden just been... And I mean, there are ways to play. It's like I'm fortunate that, you know, music is, is kind of more or less always there. Um, even if the industry kind of shuts down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you can hop on and do a live stream for a spell or... Uh, I mean, I, I've liked some of the things that uh, people have been doing as far as... We talked a little bit about before we got rolling was like, you know, just get a garage band take, send it over to your buddy at his house, let him put some drums on it, send it over to your other buddy, let him throw the bass. Yeah. You come back, rework the guitar, you send it around again, and boom, you got a song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I think it's lent itself to a lot of creativity for some. Uh, I think some people have suffered creatively. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I came out on top. I, I think I'm doing like just headspace. I think I'm doing all right. Like the, uh, I was really concerned. Like man, it's gonna be tough to do this podcast now, because <laughs> uh, you know you don't know how the other person is doing or what they've been around, and they don't know that about you either. You know. And so there's there's something to be said about that, you know. It's strange times, man. It is, for sure. <laughs> but uh, man, just as far as like unity for the country, I, I believe that stock market thing was just a phenomenal thing to have happened, you know. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh... It, it felt like uh, it was. I don't want to compare it to to 9/11. I mean, that's terror, but this is like terror of the best kind, you know, and it's something that, it's terrific. I read a comment that said it was an electronic financial insurrection, which I thought was a really yeah. uh, kind of inspiring term, you know? Right. I don't think that's, uh, 
that's a good way to look at it. Uh, I, th- I really like, you know, stick it to the man, you know. This is punk rock now. Well, it's just like you got to do something, you know. Yeah. You can't just kind of like sit around and wait for rules to change. Yeah. And of, you know, both sides. Uh, when AOC and Ted Cruz agree, you know, something's happens, you know. And uh, I, I love this. I hope uh, we they exposed a huge problem, and the politicians are aware, the people who can make changes are aware, and I hope everybody does what's right, you yeah, know? of course. Like right now, it's like Robinhood and some of those apps, they are not letting people even get in the game, like uh, accounts still processing. I've got like several of my friends, you know, hey, I got the app and I got an account, but it won't let me deposit money or, you know, it won't let me access the market. And I was like, yeah, they're trying to keep us out because people are jumping on this bandwagon, man, for better or worse and making it more volatile. And these are people who never were involved in stocks, don't really know anything about stocks. And it's, it, it can be very dangerous, (laughs) but Hey, I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm, I'm here to watch it, you know? It's it's been fun to follow, of course. <laughs> and it's it's not like a for the it's unity, man. It's not a us versus them at the moment, you know. It's not a left or right thing. It's not a red blue thing. It's it's a yeah. I mean, it's, it's a one percent versus the ninety nine. Yeah, as far as uh, yeah, like parties go, like yeah. And I'm curious to see what's gonna come of this, cause like I don't think they're done. <laughs> I think they could do it again, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like something's kind of got to give at a certain point, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like there's not, it's just, there's just not <laughs> yeah. a whole lot else you can really do. <laughs> what of, what do you think 2020 and like just walking out of it now, hopefully, you know, we're in 2021 and hopefully you know, I don't know if we'll ever see normal again, but uh, as we're walking into whatever it's gonna be, uh, what do you think you've? What 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 did twenty twenty uh, teach you? Man, you really just kind of don't know what's around the corner. I guess it's really the best thing that I can that I can that I the best way that I could that I can put it. Yeah. It's just like you would have told me. I maybe I just and I'm not always the most plugged in person of all time, but I. I feel like the window of time between when I heard about the coronavirus and everything just kind of like shut down was pretty small. Yeah. Um, I don't remember there being like any real like sort of like ominous time period. It was just kind of like boom. It's like governor's order in the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Everybody's buying weird shit at the grocery store. Yeah, toilet paper of all things. Yeah. Which was strange. I was like, you know, it's usually milk and bread, but you went with toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> who who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, whatever you got to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the whole thing was wild. And um, I'm like you is, uh, I guess the lesson that I learned from 2020 was it got me engaged in like of uh, – just paying attention to what's going on. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like, who is not affected? Yeah. Who is not affected? Maybe the Amish? <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
yeah, I don't know. Run in that community, so I don't really know, but it's like who you got to think about like who didn't have to like pretty seriously alter their lifestyle, their shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. In every part of it. Some, yeah, some people, in fact, maybe even more than others, pretty drastically um, on what I perceive to be not a whole lot of notice. Yeah. Because, man, what you were at, uh, what was it Seasick Records with the Blip Show? The, the day I before? Was, I was, and that was the day that everybody was kind of like bumping elbows and saying, not joking, but kind of like, you know, in a funny way, like, well, this is probably going to be the last thing I'm going to do for a while. And it was the last thing anybody did for a while. Uh, I remember, like, the next day or two, it was just kind of like, all right, stay home if you can swing it. And there's this thing called Zoom that you probably need to know about. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think uh, it was an open mic, and uh, me and a buddy of mine, we had just finished playing. And we walked outside. And I was like, what's crazy is this might be the last time that we do this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. <laughs> this and I remember at the first, man, it was it was kind of a joke, right? It was like uh people like and then conspiracy theories were just like left, right, left, right. Oh, of course. It was just like here's this thing that like you know, none of us have ever really seen before. <laughs> your minds kind of run, run wild yeah yeah it's the whole the whole thing man <laughs> it's just it's crazy it's it's uh historical times man and especially like, i guess our generation like coming up you know i would say from mid 80s to 90s is like man we've lived through some weird shit you know like think like i was in a sixth grade classroom on 9-11 and my teacher her mom was supposed to have been on that plane and I was like the pandemonium you know that she was in now thankfully her mom wasn't on that plane but you know and then oh well some of the uh just more recent we were gonna raid area 51 of all things just all the weird stuff that we oh yeah I mean that 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 I never that was funny though there was one guy who was going to Naruto run it or whatever you know and I was like here we go we're going to have a big joke about this that's crazy man <laughs> and now like we've the coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it we're we're living through that and uh, we're seeing a Occupy Wall Street 2.0 you know the 2008 thing was kind of nuts with, with uh, the Real realtor stock or whatever that happened, uh, where a lot of people lost their ass. Yeah. And this is like the inverse of that. So that's kind of funny. It took what twenty? No. Just over a decade. But the the people who lost their ass in two thousand eight. These are their kids who are <laughs> giving it back to them, which is kind of strange and it's kind of perfect. Just kind of going back to that for a second, you know. I've seen a lot of like testimonies from people who have stock in like GameStop and all these stocks that are, you know, the hedge funded ones, and like all their testimonies are the same. It's like uh, 
my my dad lost his business. He lost uh, lost his house. Lost everything, down to counting pennies. And so, this is for you, Dad. We about to win. <laughs> wow. So I was like, touche once again. I'm for this, you know. The universe is making it right somehow. Enough people were kind of on something. It's just sort of the way it goes. That's, I mean, that's kind of like what the country's, that's sort of what it's supposed to be about here, right? That's it. It's like if people want something, they they make it happen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, that kind of like the underlying mentality? Yeah. Was it uh, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I believe in those things. The blob morphs. Yeah. It's just like, that's that's just the way that it it, it, it goes. Yeah. Well, man, I want to spend a little bit more time on your music. We've kind of been chasing rabbits and hopping back and forth, but uh, just, uh, man, since, and to give people a better idea is like, uh, of your music career, the prescriptions and uh, bands before that, uh, you recently helped out on Tim's Blight album. Of uh, man, what are the, what are the projects or uh, what what do, what do we miss on the timeline as we were going through? Man, not really a ton. Okay. That I can think of, a lot of pickup gigs in there, a lot of one-offs, a lot of like you know playing guitar with this guy for three or four days kind of thing. Uh, but as far as... Like Would it be like different scenes? Like Birmingham and then Muscle Shows? Short or tours. Yeah. yeah. Short runs, band, band weekend runs, stay with, with you know, whoever we knew in the town, basically. Maybe get the occasional cheap hotel room. Yeah. Airbnb. So uh, what's next? What's next, man? Uh, I think that the, the universe is probably going to have to reveal that before I can make any concrete plans, but um, I would love to get back out traveling and playing. It's the thing that I, it's the thing that I do, you know. What uh, What's one of the most memorable shows that uh, you've ever played at or been to? Played at or been to? Man, <coughs> I have had a great time playing at Callahan's in Mobile anytime that I've ever played there. Great plug, man. The uh, owner there gets it. Yeah, he, he definitely does. Uh, I need to hit him up. That's, that, there's a country plan. And uh, <laughs> best shows that I've ever been to, is that, is that yeah, the next thing? Yeah, yes, yeah. What are the best shows that I've ever been to? Um, you know what, I think best live, like, energy I've ever built is probably, from a band, is probably... Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings in uh, maybe like Clearwater, Florida, or some like random sort of place. Yeah. It just kind of happened to be at a festival in St. Paul and Breaking Bones. And that, I, I, I remember that being like a really, really, really just like hell of a moment. Uh, I mean, and I've heard that from other people. Yeah. You know, I've seen them on a lot of like festival lineup tickets, you know, and they're they're usually like in the middle of the ticket. You know, not a headliner but 
they're going to be there and they're going to rock it, you know? Oh, sure. I haven't I haven't seen them yet, though. I've, I've heard that, though. Well, Sheen passed away, unfortunately. Oh. Piece, uh, I can't remember exactly when that was, but it's, yeah, to see, to see, to see that energy period, but to be coming from a cancer survivor. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know the, the whole thing there, but was was just, I mean, amazing. What uh, what's some of the craziest banner? This is the James Mullis question. Like you, you were either playing the show or you were at the show. The craziest thing you've ever said, or the craziest thing someone from a crowd said. What's the wildest thing you've ever heard? You know, I don't know that I've ever heard anything like particularly. Uh, or maybe inspirational. Bananas at a show of my own, you know, or playing from anybody, but I do remember like. I can't for the light. I, there's no way I'm gonna. I would be able to go to this earth today. But there was this dude that played uh, at a bar up in Nashville that came down from like Detroit or Ann Arbor or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like probably the funniest like stage banter guy I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and he was a good songwriter too. And, uh, that I can't. I can't. I can't rattle off any like actual like recognizable names uh, at this point as far as banter I guess it's just been so long since I've been to a live show it activated that part of my brain that <laughs> yeah. probably missing like a couple of really key moments I got you yeah it's a it's a hard off the cuff question sometimes you know yeah uh, Man, let's uh, let's do plugs. Uh, how can people get involved with your music and uh, your social media? Man, you can hit me up on Instagram. It's just my name, <coughs> Jack Thomason. And then you could you could you know same thing on social media is about all I got at the moment. I think uh, Jack Thomason Booking at gmail.com is a. I don't. I have not checked that email address in a really long time, but. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Set it up at some point. Well, anywhere else you want to go or anything we didn't cover? Not that I can think of, man. It's been a good talk. Yeah, man. You want to walk us out with another song? I certainly will.
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.